Hoosier United Methodist Podcast, episode number 33, a special edition prior to the 2017 annual conference, Together We Are More. Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. Brad believes that a strong connection in the United Methodist Church is essential to achieving the mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. The Hoosier United Methodist Podcast will help you and your church connect with key insights, hear inspiring stories, and learn from successful pastors and people making a difference in United Methodist Churches in Indiana. And now, here's Brad. Hello, good people, and welcome to the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. That's me. I'm Brad. I'm a pastor in the in the Indiana Conference. Been a pastor here for well over 35 years, serving a local church, and I love our church here in Indiana, and I want to invest in what we're about to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana to develop and to live out our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's our mission. That's our purpose. That's what we're all about here at the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast. Today we have a special edition of the podcast where we are preparing for the 2017 session of the Indiana Annual Conference. The theme of the conference this year, which is June 8th, 9th, and 10th, is Together We Are More. It's going to be held at the Indiana Convention Center in downtown Indianapolis. Annual conference is always a, you know, it's a special time. It's an important time for me. It's been a, a huge part of my life as a clergy person in the, in the Indiana conference. It's really been a part of my life for most of my life. Indeed, I believe that the 2017 annual conference will be something like my 43rd annual annual conference that I've attended uh, all the way back to when I was a, a very uh, a child, a young person, including years as a youth delegate when I was in high school. And every year in ministry throughout school, I've been a part of it. Indeed, I believe I've uh, attended annual conference at, uh, at several locations, at the Indiana University Auditorium in Bloomington, at the Elliott Music Hall in uh, in West Lafayette at Purdue University, the North Indi- former North Indiana Conference, and the, at IU, the former South Indiana Conference. And then in recent years, when the two conferences came together to form the Indiana Conference, we, had, uh, we met at Ball State at Emmons Auditorium for a few years. And then the last several years at the Indiana Convention Center in downtown Indianapolis. I've served at annual conference, been a part of annual conference in many capacities. Uh, I believe I've attended conference under seven bishops. Bishop Mueller was the first one that I remember. Then Bishop Ralph Alton it was also one that uh, I attended conference under. Then I was attended conference with Bishop James Armstrong, and I was ordained uh, elder by Bishop Leroy Hodap, and uh, attended conference with Bishop Woody White, and of course the last several years with Bishop Mike Coiner. And now this upcoming year we are with our new bishop, Bishop Julius Trimble. So this this is among the things that makes our conference special this year. It is our first annual conference session 
with Bishop Trimble. Now, although he's been with us in our state as a part of in our resident bishop since uh, uh, he was uh, installed in September of 2016, so several months he's been with us, in a way, this annual conference will be uh, in some ways similar to when us clergy have our first Sunday at a new church. Indeed, he will be with us and he'll be given the initial uh, message to the conference. And let's be praying for, for Bishop Trimble, because that's got to be a, a little bit of an anxious time for him and, and uh, for all of us as we just kind of see what this is all about as we have uh, our new bishop uh, leading us and uh, guiding us and being our pastor and being our spiritual leader, being our Episcopal leader during this process. And so we're all in this together. That's where it begins, I believe. You know, the theme of the conference is together we are more. So let's be in union with our bishop and let's know that, pray for him and know that he's praying for us. Indeed, that's one of the things I've noticed about Bishop Tremble. He's, he's a really praying uh, bishop. There's a daily prayer time that we get emails about, that's about. And I think that's an important thing that we're, as we prepare for that. And I've seen his compassion. I've seen his um, uh, encouragement. I was uh, st struck by some of the things that he has said, in um, as he mentions in in his, some of his comments prior to annual conference, he talks about remember, and that in the to be faithful to Matthew twenty five as Christians to feed the hungry, welcome the stranger, tend the overlooked, and be more capable of bringing people to Christ while we bring the love of Christ to people. And the theme of our annual conference, and Bishop uh, Bishop Trimble emphasizes it, is, if, is Ephesians 4.16. From Jesus, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its works. So, and then he ends his comments by saying, be encouraged. I find Bishop Trimble to be an encouraging, uh, encouraging person. He and I actually were classmates in seminary at Garrett Evangelical. And uh, he was an encouraging person in the, back in those days. And my interactions with him in the recent years have been uh, very much of an encouragement as well. I know that he has a real passion for the church and a real passion for issues of mission and, and caring, especially uh, e equality around the world and issues of missions and, and issues of uh, environmental issues, for instance. So where I'm interested in myself to see how Bishop Trimble uh, uh interjects his life, his faith, his personality, his, the, who he is into this session of our annual conference uh, here in Indiana this year. Uh, Bishop Trimble has uh, spent several years in ministry in the church. He comes from Chicago, served uh, churches in various capacities and and, and, in, uh, and as a cabinet member in the uh, Ohio, East Ohio Conference in the last uh, eight years or so as the resident bishop of Iowa. And I know some of my clergy friends in Iowa were, all, were very impressed with his leadership there. He has uh, some challenges in his ministry, as, uh, as we have in our church these days. We have some challenges that uh, in our church. We have division in the church as a, as a whole. We have a, a judicial council that's met, and we have a, a, a special called uh, general church session uh, coming up in a year or two. We know we have divisions in our church in terms of some of our theological differences and some of our uh, differences in terms of how we understand ministry and to the, the role of, of clergy and, and the sexual identity and some several things along this line. 
we do have divisions and they have to be dealt with. And I'm sure that'll be part of what we deal with here at annual conference this year. And, um, but I, I want to take some time with you to really focus in on how we can be encouraging to one another and how we can come together at annual conference and emphasize some areas where we can strengthen the connection and we can lift things up. And so I want to do just two things. I wanted to take a look at some of the key people who will be uh, guiding us uh, spiritually and otherwise at annual conference or keynote speakers. And then what I see is some of the guiding principles that our bishop and our church is putting into play here at annual conference that we can uh, uh, as a foundation of coming together to strengthen the connection to, to, to fulfill our mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And we'll have all the other stuff we have at annual conference, of course. You know, we'll have, oh, you know, all the displays at, uh, at uh, you know, in the hallways, all the various booths and so on, all the ministry displays that are going on there, people hanging out at the Cokesbury uh, book table in there and at the places, the, the coffee shops and the areas, hanging out, visiting with friends, making reacquaintances, uh, commiserating with those who've had loss and, and uh, sharing celebrations and victories as well, and just getting reunion with people, right? That's part of the fun of annual conference. That's part of what, it, what it's all about. And so I'm looking forward to that, that part of things as well. That's part of the encouragement to one another. You know, Wesley talked about coming together in Christian conferencing, and that's what we're, what we're doing. And uh, I encourage us to think about how we can make this a good thing. Some of the things will be happening, you know, we've got uh, backpacks people are bringing in to provide for uh, a mission project. And we'll have a conference choir. We'll have all of these great worship sessions. We'll have all the business of the church to attend to, of course, and votes and so on. And we'll have debates and all kinds of things like that and deal with, you know, some of the mundane things to some of us, uh, pensions, budget, that kind of thing. But they got to be done, right? we got to do the business of the church in order to be the church. And so we come together for this. But let me touch just briefly on our keynote speakers at our annual conference, because I think each one of them is going to uh, encourage us and offer something that we can really, really hang on to. Bishop Trimble is going to lead us off in our opening worship. And uh, I just want you to know that uh, he's a, a person who has some deep convictions and deep thoughts, and he's going to be bringing some things uh, to us. And I know he, he wrote in a, a blog here a, a while back in, uh, in responding to uh, disagreements in the church on racial matters and some other things. And here's what he said in, in the Ministry Matters uh, blog. He said, while the church too often stumbles and staggers on matters of disagreement, we must insist on a revival forward, marching to the promised land of a beloved community, a community where bridges connect what was to what can be, a community of love that is expressed in justice for all. To that vision, I am committed. Be encouraged. You can find that at ministrymatters.com. And uh, just to me, I'm encouraged by that. I'm looking forward to what uh, uh, the initial message that Bishop Trimble will give to the entire Indiana Conference during our opening uh, session on uh, Thursday morning at annual conference. And just look forward to that. He's brought in some really cool speakers, I believe, and we're going to see what that's all, all about as well. Uh, uh, one of the persons who will be with us on uh, the Thursday evening uh, worship experience we'll be having is uh, Reverend, J Reverend Dr. Joseph Daniels from... Uh, 
uh, from Washington, D.C. He's pastor of the Emory United Methodist Church, and he's written several books, and he has a real emphasis on uh, urban ministry and ministry that uh, goes to the community. And he, he blogs um, at uh, Ministry Matters as well, and he's written a book in the recent years about Nehemiah. Because one of the things that he says, and we can be looking forward to hearing from, uh, from Reverend Dr. Uh, Daniels, and he says this, I quote, So much of our attention in congregational development is spent dealing with internal issues and opportunities that we turn more and more inward. Even our outward work smacks of our inward bias as we invite people to our events and ponder how to make our events more compelling for those who aren't yet in our congregations. John Wesley, founder of Methodism, is known for saying the world is our parish. Simply stated, the streets are our sanctuary. Our communities are our congregations. Yet too often congregations ignore their neighborhoods. They don't consider the vast resource of people around them. They seem to forget that Pentecost, the very event that gave birth to the church, happened in the streets. It's time for the church to engage with people around them, most of whom have not yet made a faith decision or are hungering for the grace that only God can provide. That gives you just a taste of, uh, of what uh, we can expect from Joseph Daniels. And I love that whole thing about taking it to the streets. It reminds me of an old Doobie Brothers song, Taking It to the Streets. So that's what we've got looking forward to there. Uh, we have a, a Hoosier lady who's going to be... Uh, uh, Reverend Dr. Kimberly Reisman, who's the executive director of the World Methodist Evangelism, will be leading a Bible study on Friday morning. And uh, she has uh, been a resident of West Lafayette for, for some time. and But she's involved with the World Methodist Council. And she blogs at worldmethodist.org, where you can catch a lot of her things. And she's just very in, much into uh, into intercessory, evangelistic intercession. And just a couple of things that she said is that Christian prayer is conscious communication with God for sharing our deepest needs, including with others. And then she goes on to say that prayer that can be sensitive to the urgent needs of those around us is really necessary. And we must love enough to desire what is best in the whole of a person's life, not just in one area. And evangelistic intercession is in our helplessness and supplication. Some things we got to look forward to on our Friday morning executive, uh, Friday morning Bible study and annual conference. And uh, looking forward to that. One of the, uh, I, I've been involved with just about every aspect of annual conference. I've spoken the floor of annual conference. I've been involved with debates. I've given presentations. I've led significant ministries uh, in the church and raised a lot of money for the Lebanon Children's Home, for instance. Uh, I've been part of that process uh, and been part of various worship experiences at annual conference. Uh, this year is going to be kind of special and poignant for, for me and uh because at the memorial service on, on Friday night, uh, we'll be honoring and celebrating the, those uh, clergy who have passed away during the past year. My, my dad, uh, Reverend Robert H. Miller Jr., is among those. He passed away in January of 2017, and so that'd be a very poignant time for me. And so among other things, uh, our speaker to that, to, of that night is uh, Reverend Larry Whitehead, one of our district superintendents of the North District, uh, Dean of also the chair and the dean of the cabinet, and he'll be preaching that night. And and 
it's I don't know Larry very well, but I know that he has known for just being a very compassionate pastor, and and he really is emphasizes about putting away distractions, putting away distractions and any special interests that we have, in order to fully commit ourselves to making disciples of Jesus Christ. And I just want that night and look forward to that night uh, on Friday night to be a time when we just focus on the the service of that the folks have given to the church and we can celebrate that and that we'll be just focused on uh, the glory of God in the lives and ministry of people, the many who have uh, gone, uh, who have served our church and have uh, passed away and others uh, as well. I'll be, I'm going to be praying for, uh, for Reverend Whitehead during that time. Uh, we have another great entry, uh, speaker I'm really looking forward to in many ways is um, going to be at our Saturday morning prayer breakfast, Reverend Phil Gully. He's a Quaker pastor from Danville, Indiana, and a lot of you know him as a as a uh, author of many books uh, uh, with a real hometown feel and vibe to it. And uh, I'm not sure how many titles he's got, but there's a whole lot out there. He's a great, very prolific writer, and he includes he has a, has a blog called Grace Talks where he, he blogs, and, uh, and among the things, he, he just just give you just a taste of this. You can find his blog at philipgully.com. And just a taste, he's blogging about Memorial Day kind of things here and talking about this, and here's what he says. I was, uh, he was taking a walk with his wife in a cemetery, and that's the setting, in a cemetery there in Danville, and here's what he said. I was thinking how when some evil tyrant dies, they don't get buried in Mark Graves, because we don't want people showing up at their tombstone, keeping their memory and legacy alive. We don't want that grave to become a rallying place for evil, because we know a great truth, and that we, what we honor we become. Do you remember the story about Jesus walking along the road, and he sees a young man, and he says, follow me, and the young man says, I will, but first let me go and bury my father. And Jesus said, leave the dead to bury the dead, but as far as you go, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Gully says, that always seemed like a hard story for me, I read a scholar once who suggested the young man's father wasn't even dead, that maybe he was many years from dying, and the moral of the story was that you shouldn't put off following Jesus, that you shouldn't wait until some people are dead before doing what you need to do. Get at it. Do it now. Maybe it means that. I'm not sure, Gully says. Or maybe it means we can be so bound to the past, so chained to the past, we are not free to live in the present. This is the drip, drip, dripping poison of nostalgia. Honor history and the people are worthy of honor, but let's not be enslaved to the past that we, that we all we ever hear and see are the rattling bones of our ancestors. Live in the present, look to the future, let the dead bury the dead. Let you and I live out the kingdom. Close quote from Phil Gully. I know that was kind of a long quote there, but I just think there were some good things there. And I, I, I'm looking forward to hearing what he's got to say. I've uh, read a lot of his stuff, but I don't think I've ever had an opportunity to hear Phil Gully speak in person. Then, uh, the, then concluding our conference as keynote uh, speaker will be Bishop Latrell Easterling of the Baltimore-Washington Conference, and she also has Hoosier roots, uh, having attended Indiana University, uh, both for her undergrad and as a, in law school. And uh, she is going to be a, an interesting speaker as well, and she has written some things in, uh, uh, about the whole issue of immigration, which has been an important thing in our country, of course, recently. And here's one of the things that she said. We are a nation of immigrants. Unless you are ancestors or of native descent, your relatives arrive by these shores from another country. 
This country has welcomed millions of immigrants in pursuit of the American dream. How can it be that we would now close our borders to refugees, immigrants, and even documented persons without regard to our principles, history, and religious convictions? Our Holy Writ proclaims God enacts justice for orphans and widows, and he loves immigrants, giving them food and clothing. This means you must also love immigrants because you were immigrants in Egypt. This message of love, mercy, and inclusion is continued in our new covenant, the New Testament. Jesus cautions that each stranger is a representation of himself as he teaches. I assure that you, when you have done it for the least of these brothers and sisters, you have done it for me. That's the measure of our Christian witness, she says. So Bishop uh, Easterling will be with us as well. That just gives you a taste of who's going to be here at annual conference, and I hope that you'll join me in, uh, in being inspired and, and engaged in the presentations here, because that's you know part of why we come to annual conference is to be fed ourselves, right? Us clergy and us lay people, you know, we go we go to the things that we are a part of. The laity go to their lady sessions and so on, and the clergy go to executive session. And I've been among those who've uh, you know stood there in executive session to be to be um, voted upon for my deacons' orders and elders' orders, and I've been there to vote for others. And I know how uh, how that that can be, but we need to be encouraging to one another, you know, even in some of these anxious times, and uh, be inspired, be supportive be encouraged with one another, and know that together we indeed are more. Here's one of the ways that I think that our annual conference this year can speak to this issue of strengthening the connection in the Indiana United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana, and that's an emphasis that uh, that uh, our bishop has brought to us this year and some others of his uh, and his staff and cabinet and others who are bringing to us a emphasis, or what is called the four areas of focus. This is something for us to think about and for us to work on. We're going to be folk, we're going to be hammering hard on these at annual conference, I believe. Here's what the four are. The one, the first one is creating new and renewed congregations. I have a real heart for this as a former church planter and one who's invited, involved with the church revitalization and growth. We got to do this. We're going to continue to reinvent ourselves, and it's, it's involved with a process of a process that needs to happen in prayer and relationships are the components of this, and we're going to be emphasizing this in our annual conference, and there'll be several presentations and other things like this and resources available, workshops and this type of thing to be helpful to us in this area of creating new and renewed congregations. And I'm among those who will be looking forward to hearing reports about how we are doing in the areas of uh, new churches, new ministries, new new uh, emphasis that we have in reaching unchurched people. The second area of focus is going to be developing uh, principled Christian leaders and encouraging the call. I'm one who thinks that uh, as one who's been in ministry for, you know, 35 to 40 years now in one form or another, I see vitality among young people, many of who are not engaged as clergy people, but are people of faith. And uh, we need more of, the, more of these young people to step forward to be clergy or to be involved more directly in the church. And we need to be encouraging of that. And that this has to be the encouragement that we do in the church to do for leadership development and to ask people to be emphasized that, you know, hey, God's in your life. Let's take a step forward. 
I've been privileged in my life to be led by great mentors in faith myself, my dad among them. But I've also been privileged to be uh, to stand up with people who've went into ministry under uh, under my church, including standing up with folks who've been ordained an elder in the last few years and laying on of hands. Uh, what a great privilege that is. But we just need to understand that God calls everybody in the ministry, but some people are going to be called into uh, lifelong service as a, in, in, uh, among, among being a clergy person. And so that's what we're emphasizing here. Uh, Christian leadership overall, but even those who are called to be clergy. Another focus of our conference is going to be engagement with the poor. You know, you can't be a Christian. You can't be a church person. You certainly can't be a Wesleyan church person and not be caring about the poor. That's core of what John and Charles Wesley were about, engaging with the poor and the marginalized and those people who fall into the cracks. And and that's what we're doing. And this is going to be workshops and other things that are going to help us to be practical and pragmatic. And then we've got several ministries around our state, uh, Kokomo and some other places, which and downtown Indianapolis and some other places, which are just uh, really doing some great work in some of our rural areas in engaging with ministry to the poor. And we're going to learn about that and see how we can engage more about that. The fourth area we have of, of focus is, is a really vital one, and it's improving global health. I know our bishop has a real uh, keen interest in this area, especially the uh, uh, Imagine No Malaria campaign, and uh, the uh, and, including emphasis on uh, dealing with the AIDS crisis. And you know, worldwide health is also you know it's a spiritual issue, it's an economic issue, it's an issue of uh, political uh, uh, that involves politics. In other words, you know, if people are healthy and vital, there's going to be good things happening. It's involved education, all kinds of things. And this has to do with being concerned about our world. That's what we're, that's what we're about. So several things happen in life of the conference. But let me just share with you briefly from my perspective that, um, you know, I, I love the Lord. And I love how the Lord is lived out in the United Methodist Church. And some of my greatest uh, memories and some of my greatest things that ever happened in my life have happened at annual conference and what's been born and lived out of that experience. I will never, ever forget the, uh, the two times when uh, a bishop laid hands on my head and uh, I was ordained a deacon in, in 1983 by Bishop Armstrong and ordained an elder and 1985, by Bishop Hodap and others who laid hands on me, and then I've been privileged to be a part of that process. There's an anointing. There's a special time that's about that. I know there's been times when I've had special conversations with lay people, both in my church and other lay people, who've seen how they have been filled with joy, and they've been filled with the vibrancy of the church when it all comes together. When you have a thousand or more voices coming together singing, Oh, my God, and King. What a glory that is. You know, some of us come from small churches where, you know, we, we, we see the, the magnificence of a great crowd of people worshiping together. It's just really amazing. It's an amazing thing. It's great to see people come together to love the Lord and to encourage one another. Yeah, our church has some struggles. It has some challenges. But we're a good church, aren't we? We're a good church. 
And we, because we love the Lord and we love people and we come of our Wesleyan heritage of, you know, of using our head in reason, using the Bible as our foundation, honoring our traditions, and then also emphasizing uh, education and reaching out to people. We, we can do that. We can do that. And I believe that if we just follow through with uh, these four emphasis that he has, the, the folks that we have, and be people will worship and do follow this in the uh, admonition to encourage one another, some good things can happen and will happen at the 2017 session of the Indiana Annual Conference. And I'd ask to invite you to be praying about it. Be praying for, uh, for Bishop Trimble. Be praying for your fellow clergy and lay people. Be praying for safety as we come together in Indianapolis, that people can enjoy one another, and that if there's any divisions that are there, that we can, in Christian conferencing, come together to still love one another, even in the midst of our differences, and be encouraging one another, and to, to know that together, indeed, we are more. And But if we are divided by other things, that's not the church. That's not what, what we are, are about. So I just want to pray right now with you and, and for our annual conference and for us to, to do just that. I just invite you to join me and invite you to join to be praying to cover that annual conference with prayer. Let's do that right now. Uh, gracious God, I invite uh, all of us now to pray for the 2017 session of the Indiana Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. Indeed, together we are more. I pray for, uh, we pray for Bishop, for Bishop Trimble, for the cabinet, for all the leaders, for the musicians, for all the guest speakers, for all the people who travel, all the representatives of every church in our state, the lay representative and, clay, and clergy representatives who come together with a charge to keep we have in order to represent our congregations, but also to, you know, to glorify God. Help us to come together and do the deliberations of the church that need to happen, but also to, you know, to, and also to celebrate what we have done and look forward to the challenge of what is yet to come and to be encouraged by that. And help us to follow, you know, help us to learn something about these four emphases that, that, that we have in, in ministry and learn something from our speakers. Help us to learn something about health and about ministry to the poor and about leadership development and, and new congregations and reaching unchurched people for Christ. Let us be about that, God, because indeed we have to follow through on our mission at this conference of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Let us be about that. Let us be encouraged even as we and together we are more. Amen. Well, friends, uh, my name is Brad Mellard. Pastor, I'm a pastor in Indianapolis area in Greenwood, Indiana. And this is the Hoosier United Methodist Podcast, where it is indeed our mission to strengthen the connection in the United Methodist Church in the state of Indiana. And we do so by sharing good news stories. So if you have a good news story about something happening in your church in our, in our state, in ministry, uh, I'd like to hear about it. You can find our podcast uh, on, uh, at our website, HoosierUnitedMethodist.com. Also on iTunes, you just go to iTunes and type in Hoosier United Methodist. You should find it there. And we're also on, uh, on Facebook as well. So you can find us there too at uh, Facebook.com uh, slash Hoosier United Methodist. But I want to encourage you to share this with others. And we come together uh, first and uh, third Wednesdays of the month in order to share these good, good news stories. But I'd love to hear from you if you'd like to to share something with me that we can share good news about what's going on in the life of our church because we've got so much good happening that we need to share that good news. That's what it's about, right? To share the good news.
because we follow the, the example of Jesus Christ and we follow the leadership of our leader, John Wesley and Charles Wesley, who extended the kingdom into the, the frontier, including places like the state of Indiana. So I just leave you with the thoughts of, uh, of John Wesley, who said these words, and take it to heart, please, as we prepare for the 2017 annual conference. Hear these words. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as ever you can. Take care, folks. We'll see you at conference. Thank you for listening to the Hoosier United Methodist podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. We challenge you to be an active listener by subscribing and becoming a vital member of the Hoosier United Methodist podcast community. Visit us on the web at HoosierUnitedMethodist.com and chat with other members at Facebook.com slash Hoosier United Methodist. Until next time, continue to make disciples and transform the world.